You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, July 30th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from gangreennation.com. And today our episode is brought to you by the Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you are subscribing to Peacock and Williamson, also subscribe to this show, Locked On Jets, where podcasts are found. This is also a daily podcast with new episodes every day, Monday through Friday. And if you like what you hear, give us a five-star review. That helps us out quite a bit. Well, it is once again okay to be excited as a New York Jets fan because Zach Wilson's two-day holdout is over. Yesterday, the second overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, and the team finally agreed to his rookie contract. Wilson signed it. He is practicing today, only misses two practices. This was just a distraction nobody needed. It added stress to the fan base after a great offseason, lots of excitement, new coaching staff, new quarterback, new players, a draft everybody loves. People were really fired up heading into training camp, and this just caused a lot of stress. Now you don't have to be stressed. Now you can be excited. According to published reports, there were two major issues that the two sides had to negotiate. One was the timing of the bonus payment Wilson was set to receive. The other was whether the deal would include offsets. Now, typically for a highly drafted quarterback, the bonus is paid up front. And across the NFL, most rookie contracts contain offsets. So wouldn't you know it? That's what the deal ended up being. Wilson gets a full bonus payment up front and the deal has offsets. And, you know, both sides got one of the two things that they were negotiating over. Wilson wanted the bonus payment up front. Jets wanted to delay it. Wilson wanted no offsets. Jets wanted them. Both sides got one one of the things that they wanted. And the thing each side want, wanted that they got is pretty standard for the NFL. So that's over. Now we can get excited again. Now on today's show, we're going to talk about the players Zach Wilson will be throwing to. We are going to continue our position-by-position position preview series by taking a look at wide receiver. And this is arguably the deepest position on the roster, which is kind of a strange thing to say, because if you're a Jets fan, you have seen year after year where there have not been quality receivers and every training camp, it feels like you're trying to talk yourself into the situation being okay. There have been a handful of exceptions. You know, you, you go back to 2015 and you had... Marshall and Decker and Curley and Quincy and Nunwa was kind of on the rise at that point. Or if you go back to 2010, which is now over a decade ago, you had Braylon and Santonio Holmes and Jericho Cotri and Brad Smith. This is a deep group the Jets have at receiver. The Jets failed Sam Darnold because they did not 
give him quality receivers, or at least that was part of the reason the Jets failed Sam Darnold. They have not failed Zach Wilson in the same way. This is a very good group. This is a very credible group of receivers the Jets have. And I guess we could begin with Corey Davis, who was one of the prized free agent signings the Jets made. And I think that if I had to guess, he'll probably be the team's leading receiver this season. The Jets obviously wanted him, but the thing is, he's not really being paid to be an elite number one receiver. I think this is going to be the type of offense where the ball kind of gets spread around equally. And part of that's because you have so much talent all over the place. But part of it is also, I mean, Corey Davis is not really the type of guy you run your offense through. He's the type of guy who in an offense where you spread it around, he might be like the one a option. And that's, that's kind of how I view him. Now he, he's a guy who's it's kind of funny for me to look back on this because I remember when he was drafted, the jets had a high pick that year. And I, I don't think he was ever considered one of the favorites to go, but I just remember thinking, well, maybe the Jets will take him. And now here we are in 2021, and he's a member of the Jets. Now, Tennessee actually drafted him one pick before the Jets selected Jamal Adams back in 2017. You know, Davis worked in a kind of similar offense in Tennessee. He was kind of a late bloomer. His career did not get off to a big start, but he developed into a really high-quality player. And I see the Jets utilizing him as kind of a target off play action. He was very, very good in the intermediate part of the field last season. And one of the things you're going to see is that there's kind of a theme with the types of receivers Joe Douglas has tried to add on this team. He's good in contested catch situations. And, you know, if you look at the way Zach Wilson played in college, I think he's the type of guy who's going to throw up a lot of contested passes. And you kind of have to do that in the NFL. You know, windows are pretty tight in this league. I I don't say that as a criticism of Wilson. You got to throw contested catches in this league, and you got to trust that your receivers can go up and get the ball when it's up in the air. You got to trust that your receivers can go outfight a defensive back for a ball in the air. And that's something Corey Davis does very effectively. And I, I really liked this signing. The Jets did not overpay Davis. They did not pay him as though he is DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones or somebody in that class. And I think it takes some of the pressure off him. He's being paid like he's Corey Davis, like he's going to be a quality option in what's kind of an ensemble crew. You know, they're, they're going to be, as I said, I think that with what I consider five quality NFL receivers, and some of these are kind of projections, but with this much talent in the receiver room, you don't necessarily need somebody to be the focal point of defenses. You know, you in a, yes, in an ideal world, you'd have a DeAndre Hopkins type receiver, but those guys are not very easy to come by. And if you can't have one of them, what you'll want to have, I think, is a group of guys who you can th- spread the ball out. And I think the Jets have that. So I, I do expect Corey Davis to kind of be the guy who gets the most targets this season uh, based a little bit on track record. But I think if he can replicate what he's done in Tennessee, especially last year, that would be a very successful season. And I would gladly sign up for that. I think that would be solid value for the contract he got. Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. If you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. And if you haven't tried all the flavors and you don't have a favorite yet, you can get a mixed box where you get two each of the nine flavors. Not only is Built Bar the best tasting protein bar, it's healthy too. 
Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you'd like. And Built Bar is the official protein bar of the United States track and field team as they compete in the Tokyo Olympics. Isn't that neat? If you go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, it's promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, number one, number five, one word, for 15% off at built, B-U-I-L-T, dot com. This is the Locked on Jets podcast on this Friday, previewing the wide receiver position for the Jets in 2021. The next player I'm going to discuss is becoming a bit of a mystery The Jets, of course, drafted him in the second round last year out of Baylor, and it's Denzel Mims, and his rookie season was kind of a lost season. He dealt with hamstring injuries in training camp. He missed time early in the season because of hamstring injuries. He showed some flashes in certain games. You know, one that comes to mind is the game against the Chargers, but he also disappeared for halves of football at a time, and some of it seems like design because the coaching staff after the Chargers game said that they decided they were not going to try and push the ball down the field in the first half of that game. They wanted to wait until the second half, which did not make a lot of sense because Denzel Mims was very effective. They'd gone to him more in the first half. Maybe they could have won that game. It's difficult to judge Mims, though, and of course a new coaching staff comes in, and many of the reports through the offseason program were that he was working with the second team offense and then he began the other day training camp working with the second team offense is this a case where they're trying to motivate him is this a case where as a young player they feel like he he needs to earn his spot in the lineup is this a case where they're not really sure they believe in him and he needs to produce in order to get playing time you know I, I don't really know and that's why I think he's a bit of a mystery when the Jets drafted him, there was lots of excitement because his frame is big and his athletic testing was excellent. Now, I think if you watched him play last year, he did not measure up to that athletic testing. You hear sometimes that players are faster than they are timed. Mims looked slower than he was timed on the field last year. You know, you always hear about the 40-yard dash or some of the other drills, but those don't take place during a football game where you have pads on, where you're trying to beat another guy. Mims did not really look that fast, but he doesn't necessarily need to be. I mean, he's, he's got the size to win. So, you know, you don't necessarily, you would love for a guy to be big and fast, but if you have one of the two as a receiver, you can compete in this league. And again, another guy who is built to win in contested pass situations, he's built to go get the ball when it's in the air. But I think he needs to take a step forward last year. I'm always very easy when it comes to grading rookies and Mims there were some other extenuating circumstances when you think about his injuries, when you think about the system the Jets put him in, the coaching staff that really, you know, did not look to utilize the talent that it had. He's got to produce this year. I mean, I think he's got to earn a starting job, and I think he's got to be a good compliment on the other side of Corey Davis. You know, I'm looking for, I mean, I don't know what numbers I'm looking for, you know, 800, 900 yards, something along those lines. That's Maybe that's the ballpark of what I'm hoping to see. If he doesn't earn a starting job, though, that's I think that's very troubling. Even with a deep group of receivers, you know, Mims was drafted to be a difference maker. If he can't even get on the field consistently, I think that would be troubling. Now, the next guy I'm going to talk about is somebody who excited me a lot, and that's Elijah Moore, who the Jets drafted in the second round. And I think he's going to be kind of like one of those do-it-all type guys. You know, everybody's comparing him to Debo Samuel, so it's not a very creative comparison, but... I think in the NFL, you're seeing kind of this movement where traditional position designations matter less and less. You know, is Christian McCaffrey a running back? Well, 
kind of, but he's also kind of a wide receiver. You know, same thing you could say about Alvin Kamara. Is Elijah more really a wide receiver? Yes, I mean, he's more wide receiver than he is running back, the same way McCaffrey's more running back than he's wide receiver, the same way Kamara's more running back than wide receiver. But I think the Jets are going to look to get him the ball all sorts of different ways. They're going to try, I would expect some handoffs, I would expect some jet sweeps, I'd expect the, some plays where they try and get him the ball in space on screens along those lines. And he can be a home run hitter. I think heading into the draft, the one thing that this receiver group was missing was that guy who could score from any spot on the field. And that could be Elijah Moore. I could see him getting open deep. I could see him being explosive with the ball in his hands in space. I think that's that's his job right now. I think his job is going to be the guy the Jets figure out ways to get the ball. I think he's going to be the guy this offense turns to to make big plays. And that's something that's really been lacking on this team. So, I, And I'm very excited about this player. Maybe I am putting too much on him. In fact, maybe I am jinxing him by because it certainly has happened in the past where I've been excited about players and it has not worked out. But I think Elijah Moore was an excellent pick, and I, I really am looking forward to seeing what he can bring to this offense. Now let's talk about somebody who's, you know, it's been around a while, but very reliable, Jamison Crowder. And more and more, I'm kind of happy the Jets were able to figure out a way to keep him. Adds to the depth. I mean, I think after what we've been through the last few years, more good receivers is a good, is not a problem. He could not stay, however, at an $11 million price tag, so the Jets were able to negotiate a pay cut and got him at a more reasonable price. And I think for Crowder, this is going to be a bit of an adjustment. I think I would expect his numbers to go down this season. I don't think he's going to produce the same statistics, and that's because he's not going to have to be the focal point of the offense anymore. Part of the reason Crowder produced at the level he did, I think, was just because the Jets had no other quality receivers on this team, so they had to kind of funnel targets towards him. And the other aspect of that is, in addition to funneling targets towards him, Adam Gase loved to throw to the slot receiver. And you saw that even when Crowder was not in the lineup. Now, I think Crowder's going to kind of move into more of a situational role. And by situation, I'm not talking necessarily only about playing time. I see him as being kind of like the guy you go to, I guess security blanket might be the term, you know, on the third and four, a third and five. He's the guy who's going to be able to figure out to find the soft spot in the, in the defense, get open, maybe pick up some extra yards after the catch. That's kind of the situation where he's, he's going to be, he, I think he's going to be excellent in those situations. I think that's the role he's better suited for. He's not, he's not, you don't, you don't want him to be your go-to guy. You want him to be kind of a secondary option guy who executes his role well. And I think that's exactly what Jamison Crowder will do. And more and more, I'm happy to have him back, especially because he's at a more reasonable price now. This is the Locked on Jets podcast on this Friday, talking about the wide receiver position, part of our positional preview series here on the podcast. The next guy I'm going to talk about is somebody who I think the Jets will just use where they need him because he can do a little bit of everything. He's got experience playing outside. He's got experience playing inside. It's Keelan Cole, who the Jets signed from Jacksonville. This was the type of guy the Jets needed last year when they suffered all those injuries at wide receiver. It seemed like every prominent Jet missed extensive playing time, and they could have used a guy like Keelan Cole who could play inside when Crowder was hurt, play outside when some of the other guys were injured. He's not a spectacular talent, but he's a serviceable guy. He's the type of guy you want for depth. You know, if Denzel if Denzel Mims proves that he's not capable of starting for this team, Cole can play outside as a starter. If the Jets need some help inside, moving the chains, Cole, Cole can do that. He's also another guy who's very, very good in contested catch situations. And you know, you may be noticing a theme with Joe Douglas. He wants guys who can win the ball when it's up in the air. 
So I think you know, and they got them at a pretty moderate price. So I think this was an under the radar signing. I think that this was a, a very solid one, though. I think it helps the depth at wide receiver because one thing you've seen over and over again, if you're a Jets fan, you don't need to be reminded of this. You want depth at wide receiver. You'd never want to suffer an injury. You don't want to put your young quarterback in a situation where he has to do it all. You want you want to give him help at the wide receiver position, and I think Keelan Cole will do this. The next guy I'm going to talk about is Braxton Berrios, and listen, I've been pretty clear that I'm not a huge Berrios fan during his tenure with the Jets, but I'll say this. For number six receiver, that's not bad. I, I can live with Braxton Berrios as my number six receiver, especially if he can produce as a punt returner. He was very good as a punt returner for the Jets in 2019. Very easy to forget, but did a good job in that role. And, you know, he's, again, he, if you needed a sixth receiver, you know, you have a couple of guys get hurt. It's not a horrible guy to have. I mean, this is not, you, you don't want to get into a situation like the home game against Buffalo last year where Crowder was out and Adam Gase is dialing up the game plan to run through Braxton Berrios last year, but you, you need a catch or two after a couple of guys get hurt and, you know, he's kind of a supporting player. That's fine. Now, what's interesting about the receiver position for the Jets is there really are not many opportunities for younger players to earn a spot on this roster. I mean, I think you know, I named you six guys, and generally speaking, you're not going to carry more than six players. So I think like a lot of the other players are kind of just competing in training camp for maybe practice spot roles. Now, of course, if you suffer an injury or two, something can open up. But this is the, one of the few spots on this team. It's one of the few spots on the Jets in recent memory where there's not really a lot of opportunities. Uh, you know, the Jets do have Josh Malone back, um, who does not have practice squad eligibility. So, you know, he may have a tough time. But aside from that, you have Lawrence Cager, who was an undrafted free agent last year, who was pressed into playing time. You, know, you don't, you did not want that. Um, he, he came to the Jets out of Georgia. So, I, you know, I expect him to be a practice squatter. You have uh, Matt Cole. You have... Um, DJ Montgomery. There are you have Jeff Smith out of Boston College. You also have Vincent Smith. I mean, there's just not a lot of. I don't think there's going to be a lot of Vincent Smith. Also, does not have practice squad eligibility. You have and you have Manasseh Bailey. There's just not a lot of room for these guys. So some of them do have practice squad eligibility. You know, the guys who don't again are Vincent Smith and Josh Malone. I think for any of these guys, aside from those two just making the practice squad would be an accomplishment. I think I think that that's, that's probably their best hope, again, unless there's injuries and then maybe a, a roster spot opens up and you could say their goal is to make the roster, but I don't see where the room is for these guys. Anyway, that's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy the show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back next week to talk more Jets.